we welcome you to the preaching service of the Scotts Fork Christian Church. I'm Otis Clark, the minister, and we are so pleased uh, that you have chosen to share with us. Today, we're going to be talking about the church, the body of Christ, and of course, all Christians, all people, all men, all women who have committed themselves to Jesus Christ. Uh, they are the church. And so, first of all, I want to read in the Gospel of Matthew, the 16th chapter. And this is when Jesus was in the area of Caesarea, and he encountered Peter and listened to the words as we read verses 13 through 20. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? And Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Now, this is what we refer to often as the Good Confession. Uh, he was asked the question by Peter, and uh, Jesus answered that question. And you go back to your Greek, and what you understand is that Jesus said to Peter, the fact that I am the Messiah upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And as we read through the Bible, we know that uh, in the Acts, the second chapter, this is where that we read about the fact that the church uh, was established. Uh, Peter stood on the day of Pentecost, and the, fifth, the word Pentecost means 50th, and he preached the first gospel sermon. And we begin in the second chapter of Acts, in verse 36 and following, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and for your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. And those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. Here we are on this beautiful Lord's Day, January the 23rd, 2022. And we, as I say so often, if we are going to be productive in life and make a significant contribution, we have to, at many, many junctures in our lives, is to stop and say, do I understand as much as humanly possible what life is all about? Do I understand what is important? And I hear you might say, people say, I hear a lot about the church, but uh, maybe there's just a lot that I don't know. Many different answers could be given. But friends, I want us to see this morning 
that and it's not a pleasant thing that as we look at the Lord's work and uh, the things that need to be done, people are leaving the church in groves. Is that right? Should that be happening? And uh, what is it that we can do? How is it that we can make a difference? You know, we all have been called, as we read God's word, we've been called to be salt. We've been called to be light. We have been called to be imitators of Christ and, and so many things that we could say in this respect. But we look today and we're concerned about what is happening with the body of Christ. And friends, I have made this statement, and maybe I'm assessing it, in, assessing it incorrectly, but um, it just seems that um, that the church people, the body of Christ, men and women who are committed to Jesus Christ, if there was ever a time that they needed to shine, if there's ever a time that they uh, need uh, to be light and make a difference and, and be true and genuine, it is in our day. And you've heard this expression, and I don't want to wear it out, but it is so true in our day. And that is people are saying many, many times uh, concerning the Lord's work, preacher, I don't care really how much you know is what I want to know is how much you care. And also that we keep in mind too that the only Bible, listen to me folks, that many people are reading are lives of men and women who claim and are seeking to be God's child. And so a lot is happening in our world. And we know that uh, it is a genuine, genuine privilege to be a Christian, to live in a land where we can worship as we please, because rest assured, as we study what is happening in the Lord's work all over the world, uh, we have our Christian martyrs who are work, excuse me, so ardently to help in the work of Jesus Christ. We have missionaries and so many things which are very regrettable are happening in the t on different parts of our world because of Christians wanting to worship and wanting to share Jesus Christ. But I want to submit to you this morning, and I want to hopefully raise the level of appreciation that we can be, uh, uh, as how we can be an examples and also contribute to making for a great body, a great church. When we look at the work of the church and we look at the work of Christ, one of the things that we need to notice as we think about his body, and that is, is that it is great because of its foundation. When you and I became a Christian, we made the confession of faith, we were baptized into Christ to have our sins washed away, and we were challenged to walk in the newness of life. We put our feet on the greatest foundation in all the world. And friends, if you and I, if we're going to make a difference, if we can be effective in our witness, in our example, we have got to realize that we have built. Uh, when we became a child, uh, our foundation was found in Jesus Christ. One of the things that has amazed me over the years is the fact of, that we claim to be so intelligent and so brilliant, and yet so many people have trouble understanding where the real answers of life are found. 
uh, people are not coming to the building. Like I said, people are leaving the church building in groves. And so what we've got to realize is the importance of our life that it shows that we have placed our faith in Christ and that it reflects and shows that we are trying to be the best Christian any person can be. A lot of people today, and by their fruit we shall know them, are building their lives on such shallow foundations. Oh, how tragic the happenings were in Western Kentucky. Every time I see the pictures, every time you see the pictures, it just absolutely, absolutely breaks my heart. And many people lost all of their material possessions. And let's just say that I start out life and my desire is to make all the money I can make. Uh, My desire is to do so many things and maybe build my life on a foundation that's not all that solid, that is not uh, always going to be there and can withstand the happenings of life. And so something like that happens, excuse me, and then we lose everything and uh, uh, it's all gone. Friends, your example is needed so badly. Uh, There is no question that uh, if we say, first of all, I've accepted Christ and I'm going to keep my focus And I'm going to build my life and make it meaningful for him. And when we do that, we will be able to say that the church, the body of Christ, is great because its members are seeking to live totally committed lives to Christ. Let me say that again. Totally committed lives. And when the world looks at us and we say we are a Christian and they look at the fruit we are bearing and they cannot see evidence that we are committed to Christ, that we are really dedicated to the work of the kingdom, then they begin to scratch their heads. You know, many people want to say about uh, the people who are Christians that they are this or that. Are they perfect? No, they're not perfect. And in all kindness, Neither are you, because if we say we have no sin, we lie, and the truth is not in us. All of us, friends, are on a journey, and it is unbelievable how quickly that journey is going by. And the main thing is, is that we seek to grow every day more like our Lord. Christians many times will fail you. But also, as you look out into the world, a man or a woman who does not claim to have any relationship with Christ, does not believe in the Holy Bible, you walk, talk, and and so forth, and be around them, you will equally find that uh, they will disappoint you. But friends, as Christians, and people are quick to mention, are people who have not committed their lives to Jesus Christ perfect, Sure, uh, many, many, many people who have not. And what we need to realize is morality will not save us, just being good. You see, friends, I've thought about this a whole lot. And that being uh, that are you really, really good if you have accepted Jesus, uh, not accepted Jesus Christ? Because that's one of the worst mistakes a person can possibly make. Because there is that part of us, we have that spiritual part, we have that uh, physical part, we have that emotional part, psychological part, and on we can go. And uh, there's only one who can fill that spiritual vacuum. 
And so what we need to understand, if we're going to be effective as a member of the body of Christ, if we're going to help the world to see the Savior, as we're going to sing, I did sing in our morning worship this morning uh, many songs about the blood of Christ, how Jesus gave his all, and how that he gave his all that we might have life, have the forgiveness of our sins, and have the hope of eternal life. We must always keep in mind, friends, that if we are going to be effective and have the work of the church to be great, is that we have to be seek, have to seek to be obedient to him. I am so proud when I think about people that I see in our congregation and I see by the fruit that they are bearing uh, that there's no question but that they're seeking to grow in Christ and to be a better example, to be uh, a person who is salt and light in a world that it is hurting, that is hurting. You see, when we look at our leaders, when we see them leading and, and living lives of integrity, transparency and humility, good things are going to happen. But when its members, also when its members equally live lives committed to Christ, living lives of integrity, living lives of transparency, living lives of humility, good things are going to happen. Again, I, I bring up that uh, uh, I'm so blessed by what our leaders did in respect and trying to help the people in Western Kentucky. Such devastation, such terrible, terrible things. And uh, and our church gave a very, very gracious donut, donation. And I know that uh, the members are proud that they were a part of that. And that's what we have got to do. Things have got to transpire. Not that we're wanting the praise of man, but things have got to transpire outside of the four walls where people look and say, hey, hey, see what they have done. They just didn't talk and talk and talk. They did something. And we all know what it says in the Bible that uh, faith without works is dead. And I would like, and this is maybe making an awfully big statement, but I would like to think that as people uh, look at our congregation, as they look at their minister, uh, that they can tell that we're trying to be a light and that we're trying to be an example and that we're trying to make a difference. And then also, people, as we think about the body of Christ, the way that we can make the church great is to realize the power of prayer. I want to encourage you, I know I say a lot about it, but I want to encourage you, encourage you, encourage you to be a person of prayer. Are we the type of people that when we come to him that it's always asking, always asking, and many and many and many a time, I'm sure he answers, but how many times do we say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer? If the church, the body of Christ is going to make a difference, while many and many a Christian is leaving the church, is leaving the work of the kingdom, is that we possibly are going to have to consider going the second mile of the way. You might say, that's not what I need to do. That's not my responsibility. That's their fault. No, not necessarily. And that we're going to have to consider as much as possible to do everything we can so that the body of Christ and that it can reflect the greatness of our Savior. Friends, I have no question, but we're losing out many times in our lives as we seek to shine and seek to be the salt uh, because we fail to ask. Um, for instance, um, 
to save the lost and to, to lead them uh, into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Friends, uh, we understand how profound of a mission that we have. Jesus didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but it says in John 3:17, but that the world through him might be changed. And think of different entities. Think of different offers uh, that we offer. And the, of course, the greatest of all is when we share with people the love of Christ, the forgiveness of Christ, the peace of Christ. One of the greatest things is the hope of eternal life. I think a good question for individuals to ask themselves is, um, uh, what are we really doing? What are we doing? What are we doing differently than, than you might see in the church? What is it that we need to understand that we need uh, to be doing? And I think it's so important that we can always look and see from the tiniest little baby to the oldest person that we do everything we can to care for them. Bear you one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law, the law of Christ. We share. Uh, just like the feeding of the 5,000. The little boy that was there, he said, I'll have five barley loaves and two fishes. But Jesus took those fish and took those loaves and he performed the only miracle that is recorded in all four of the Gospels. And then also we seek to restore people. We take any person wherever he or she is and we seek to show genuine, genuine, genuine love and care and hopefully and prayerfully that we can restore them to a beautiful walk and to a big change in their lives. Also, we need to realize, friend, as, as we look at the work of the kingdom is that uh, the church, it is great because of an unbelievable history. Over the years, millions and millions and millions of people have humbled themselves. They recognize that they are lost. They recognize that their life is going into a, to a road of destruction. And they have changed, been changed and touched by the message of Christ, the history of the church. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And it may very well be that as you're sharing in this podcast, that you're someone, maybe you came into this world and, and maybe you got on the road of trying to live the right type of life, the kind of life that would be pleasing to our creator, to our savior, to our hope. And somehow or another, you got derailed. Somehow or another, you got on the wrong path. And then you came back. And then you said, oh my goodness, how glad I am because really in many ways I, I got in as bad a shape as, uh, uh, as before, I, before I ever became a Christian. And millions have been touched with that message of Jesus Christ, that message that says that he saves and that he keeps and that he satisfies. Friend, we're losing out and so, so much if we fail to see the greatness of the body of Christ, the greatness of the work of Christ. As we view his history, I said, those who have adhered to his teachings, it has changed their lives. Those who have adhered to his um, tremendous teachings have been blessed, uh, have blessed, blessed their homes. Those who have adhered to the teachings, it has blessed them in, excuse me, in rearing their children. Those who have adhered to his teachings, they have found strength for the valleys of life. 
those who had adhered to the teachings they have uh, in the hour of death have found the message of hope. You know, so many times we uh, don't realize this, but um, we look out into the world, and maybe you thought of this, uh, what happens when you come to the end of the road and you have not sought to be a Christian? You have not sought to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe some have said, I can find my answers here. Maybe some, I could find my answers here. And it's interesting to see what some of people have said, where people have put their trust and where they have put their uh, faith. And uh, let me share with you a couple of those. Uh, Muhammad said, I don't know the purpose of life. And friend, I would submit to you, if you become a Christian, become a student of the word, you will find the direction for your life. The Old Testament says, it's not within man to know the direction that he ought to go. Buddha said before he died, seek the truth. In other words, he felt like that he had not been able to share the genuine and the real truth of life. Confucius said, uh, I uh, am not the way. Made a public declaration that I am not the way. And here there were people who followed him, Buddha, people followed Buddha, people followed Muhammad. But Jesus said, as we all know, that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, and no man comes to the Father but my me. But one of the greatest things about the church and its greatness is of its destiny. We are friends, listen to me, we are going to leave this world sometime. And Jesus said through John in John 14, three, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that where that you also may be where I am. Again, I ask you the question, is there any institution? Is there any organization? that can promise such a destination, such a home as heaven. We sing the beautiful song, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. Because He Lives, All Fears Are Gone. Because I Know Who Holds the Future, and Life Is Worth the Living, Just Because He Lives. Let me ask you, friends, do you know Jesus Christ? And are you seeking to live the kind of life that he wants you to live. I have never, never in my 55 years in the ministry had somebody to say to me, Brother Otis, I'm sorry that I gave my life to Christ. I am sorry that uh, uh, that I've tried to understand the scriptures, to understand the Bible, but probably have had many to say to me on their deathbed. I'm thinking about this person so often in our previous ministry years ago. And I went to see a man and he said, preacher, he said, you name the sin, you name the wrong, I've done it. And uh, he said, it's too late. It's too late. And I tried to convince him, friend, it's not too late. If you uh, have come to the place that you believe in Christ, are willing to obey his commands, you can be saved. Certainly it is not the ideal thing to wait to the 13th hour. Certainly it is not. But the fact that, that you want to talk to me and that you want to talk about your life and about eternity uh, tells me a powerful, a powerful lot. And, and that makes me very happy. And so we need to realize as we go through life that uh, the hope that we have and the fact that the, 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 church, the reason the church is so great is that 
we have in this land, the United States of America, the opportunity to get to know Jesus Christ, the opportunity uh, to grow in Christ, to grow in his understanding, to grow in his word. And I just hope and pray that as I'm speaking today, that I'm speaking to people who uh, have sought to live the Christian life. And if you haven't, that as we share today, that just as the question was asked uh, on the day of Pentecost, uh, they said, what must we do? What must we do? We want to be a part of the body. We want to be a part of the church. Friends, if, if you're not a Christian, uh, you can call our church office, 859-792-6829, and I will retrieve the message and call you back because we want to help anyone and everyone, anyone we can, in becoming a Christian. Let us pray. Our Father, we thank you for this uh, uh, wonderful Lord's Day. And I pray, Lord, that we who have named the name of Christ, that we will do everything that we can not to be a stumbling block, not to be someone who would cause someone to not care about the work of the kingdom. Because we know uh, from all appearances, people are not reading the Bible. And so if there's ever a time that we need to be living right, that we need to be studying so we need, so we could understand what we need to do, what we need to say, it certainly is in our day. People upon people are looking at us who call ourselves Christians. And so we pray, Lord, that we'll be imitators of Christ. We pray we will be ambassadors for Christ. We pray that we'll be salt for Christ. We pray we'll be light. And on and on I could go. I just pray that you will bless uh, all who have shared in this podcast. And today, too, we share a special blessing because we know this Sunday has been designated as Sanctity for Life. And I just pray that we can live to see the day when the Roe versus Wade uh, decision can be overturned and that uh, we realize that horrendous, horrendous wrongs are being conducted when we kill the innocent babies. Just bless us all, forgive us of our sins, and help us with our walk with Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen.